This episode's brought to you by the following patrons. Wes, Dreskel, Kaylee, Aaron, Danielle, Damasaurus, The Number, Jeff, Amy, Tia, Matthew, William, Dave, Jonathan, Mandy, Mailman, Sean, Scott, Kate, Isaac, Karoon, Eddie, and Nick B. But because it's that special time of the month, we also get to shout out our You Can Get It level sponsors, and they are someone who I think is... Just trying to get Mikey to look up to them. Dr. Dan Chalice is our first oh, one. Oh, hey. <laughs> Max, Shayna, Libby, Tiara, Emilio, Justine, Bishop, Ali, Sneaky Snake, Priscilla, Matt, Tiffany, Megan, Amelia, Brandy, Lisa, Courtney, AJ, Rickety Cricket Page, Lisa, Jessica Bragg, Irene, Rebecca, Awesome Possum Blossom, Laura, Rich Homie Juan, Little Irish Jen, Ashley, Richie, Lauren, Daisy, Alisa, I think I'm saying that right, Jennifer, Chris, and Michelle. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group and or Discord servers where we are legit talking every day. So it's before Thanksgiving. Christmas Michael is out. Christmas Michael is out in full force. Yeah. He's out in full force. I was decorating work today. I put lights all over the ceiling of the break room. Yeah. All over. I, I saw that. That was excessive. I love, I love you, <laughs> but it's excessive. I, I thought it was great, Mikey. Don't go changing. I love Christmas Mikey. Christmas Mikey, he uh, fell off a stool. <laughs> and his knee really hurts, but he can't tell anyone, or they'll never let him put be Christmas Mikey and put decorations <laughs> up ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have seen you fall off this stool. That would have been the best. It was so loud, the nurse practitioner yelled, screamed <laughs> out there. And I was like, she's like, I thought someone was trying to break in. And I was like, I'm okay. <laughs> I am trying to break into the holiday spirit. <laughs> yes. Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, the listeners made us watch the horror movie. The, the mummy. Did it break, yeah. Mikey? Did you break your mic stand two minutes into this recording? <laughs> no, it's okay. I got it. Okay, here I am. The mummy. <laughs> so, okay. Was this the first time either of you had seen this movie before? No, I lived through the early 2000s. I did too. Yeah. I worked at a movie theater, I think, when this movie came out. I was like 15. Oh, yeah? Well, this came out in 1999. It did? Maybe I was. I, this may have been like a couple years before than then. Yeah, but it was it, it would be shown in theaters for like special showings and like it ran forever. I saw this at a sleepover and somebody in the Facebook group described this as gateway horror. And I think that is absolutely correct because I remember being scared fucking shitless of this movie, but then loving it. And it yeah, was that like that's mixture of this is terrifying, but I love it so much. And I shouldn't have been surprised because this is like one step further than Indiana Jones. Does that make sense? It because is, like, yeah, it's, that one step scarier than Indiana Jones, but I love Indiana Jones. Me too. Yeah, if Brendan Fraser had a whip, I'd have been more into it. Oh my God. Okay, I have a confession. I have some, some confessions. I have a lot what? of confessions. I will follow up your confession with a confession of my own, but you go first. These are his confessions. I have not seen this movie much because I did not like it when it came out. Oh, wow. Really? I think it's less scary than Indiana Jones. <laughs> Granted, Temple of Doom is probably a little scarier. Yeah. But I would say, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark is probably about the same. Last Crusade, not nearly as scary as this. Yeah, it's it's definitely as scary as Raiders of the Lost Ark. And so I guess 
as a snobby 14 year old 13 year old I was like, you know what's a better movie that's like The Mummy? The Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm going to go home and watch it on VHS. I can't imagine you being a snobby teenager, Michael. Oh, well. (laughs) I was about this movie. I just didn't, like, everyone loved this movie. It was like a cultural phenomenon, and I was like, I don't like it. Were you trying to differentiate yourself, being like, you know what? I'm not a mummy guy. I am an Indiana Jones guy. The only part I like about this movie is, like, Brendan Fraser. And, like, I I mean, Rachel Rice is good, but, like, I don't like... I don't like any of the mummy stuff. I I, I did. I just never thought it was scary. Really? It was kind of silly. I was like, oh, he turns into a tornado and like tornadoes across the desert. That's like the least scary thing that he does, Mikey. I think it's all lame. I think all of his powers are lame. Well, he's got, there's like the body horror of the scarabs and then he's like eating people's body parts and sucking them dry. Like he's literally like a zombie that doesn't have to bite you. I don't know. He looks too much like Billy Zane to be scary. He does look like <laughs> Billy Zane. That is I accurate. I do love Billy Zane. The villain from Titanic. Yeah. Love him. Yes. I, I mean, I feel like I'm such an Indiana Jones fan that I'm like, there's room in my heart for this too. And so I loved this when it came out. I was all about it. Yeah. That's how sort of how I felt about it when I first saw it last night. Wait, you had never <laughs> seen this before? I realized about 15 minutes into this movie that I had actually oh seen God. The Mummy Returns. I also like Mummy Returns, even though it has huge plot problems. Yeah, yeah, well, this has some plot problems, too. We'll get into it. Yeah, it does. But I, it does. I honestly enjoyed The Mummy Returns, and I thought I had seen this. And I was like, I, I turned to Natalie, and I was like, hey, when does The Rock show up? And she was like, that's not this. Have you not that's seen this movie? Or Scorpion King. Which is way better than it has any right to be. Scorpion King is pretty good. Scorpion King fucking slaps. It is not a horror movie at all. I would dare say that Scorpion King is better than the original Mummy. No, no. I would never say that. I'm so shocked that you don't like the Mummy. That's wild. It's to me, it's that whole secret society that's an army that their whole job is to just make sure no one finds a city. But like, how do they pay their bills? You mean like the Brotherhood of the Cruciform Sword in Indiana Jones? Yeah. Like, that's a thing. What is their day job? They're just sitting in the desert all the time. They're just watching that mirage every day yeah. and the sun comes up. You yeah. realize that there are like groups of people that live in the desert that have their own like ecosystem and culture and society, right? Well, they needed to show it to us. I mean, because I just was like, I know. I, I, I am not attacking y'all for loving the mummy. It was universally loved. I just didn't like it. It's so wild to me that, like, we just watched Blood Diner and Mikey has an issue with the people who live in the <laughs> desert? Question mark. You know what? If they were eating people in their vegan diner, maybe I'd be better about this. Oh. That's fair. But first impressions of this movie. I liked it. I thought it was good. It was fun. It, I mean, some of the special effects are super. They have not aged well. They haven't aged well. <laughs> Although I will say for the time, they're great. They're great for the time. And yeah. there are certain parts that hold up, but huge parts that uh, don't. No, The Matrix came out in 1999. The Matrix is, does not look that much better than this. I think The Matrix was smart with the way they used their CGI, which is why it holds up better, because they didn't try and do the kind of shit they did in this. Like, yeah. they should have done more practical in this oh, than yeah. they did 
Because the CGI doesn't hold up very well, even though it looks great for the time. Believe it or not, there is a lot of practical effects in this because you can actually spot it in some places where it is practical. And then I remember at the time, because I was a huge nerd and fucking loved this movie, all of the iterations of the mummy as it's decomposing, they built. Really? So they have puppet versions of it. And then they would like put in the scarabs and stuff. So there are set. It's it's a combo of practical and CGI, but just CGI wasn't where it needed to be yet. Yeah. And by the time it was, Tom Cruise was making his fucking terrible ass mummy movie. We'll talk about that when we talk box office. Oh, uh, I do want to say because <laughs> I I know there was some debate about whether or not this was a horror movie. It does have the same exact plot basically as the original universal horror monster movie the mummy and was supposed to be part of the universal horror monster universe that they have tried to start like four different times yeah and so i have no problem considering this horror is it is it light is it intro to horror horror yeah sure but it's also fucking fun as shit and brendan fraser it looks amazing and also the other guy that's like the head of, of the magi looks hot as hell like i'm here for this movie it's also no fox november so it doesn't matter yeah and we didn't pick this movie so it extra that's extra true. doesn't matter like this is the listener request so don't come at me with your terminator bullshit yeah this is not our pick this is not like when Paige picks terminator and everyone got mad at her because gatekeeper fucking slasher stand by it (laughs) i mean you're the one who said it you should stand by it and you do i do anyway i love this movie and i thought it held up would you say the scorpion king is the t2 of the mummy oh okay kind of though it is the rock's first film well it's his second because mummy returns came out first oh that's right he's such a smash hit mummy returns they gave him his own movie yeah he's completely cgi'd in mummy returns and it looks fucking terrible (laughs) yes it's so great that's what i remembered most about the quote-unquote mummy that's what i thought this movie was oh you mean the the rock head on the scorpion yeah, body yeah because it yeah, looks terrible the, like, yeah it's, it's terrible mummy returns has kind of a cool story that they totally ruined with an annoying child much like t2 but i would say yeah i think scorpion king is the t2 of the mummy universe it's one of my favorites i would go mummy scorpion king mummy returns and then the other mummy that rachel wise didn't want to do and then the tom cruise mummy this came out right around the same time as troy so i was like very into hot dudes in ancient movies troy (laughs) troy fucking slaps man i do remember troy being a smash dude i haven't i haven't watched troy since high school but i went and saw it in theaters like three times i was i was fucking obsessed with troy i will argue it's a rom-com paris i believe i would argue that too so maybe you might see it on an upcoming i don't know if we could pull off troy and romance of the pod isn't like three hours long we could do a two-parter we record for like two days (laughs) we'll do troy part one and part two troy part one troy are you not entertained that's the gladiator oh is there no one else? That's Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So maybe we should talk about the mummy instead of Troy or the gladiator or whatever we were talking about earlier. Okay. Yes. The mummy. Let's do it. So we open on the sun and the pyramids, which by the way, no credits at the beginning of this movie. I know. I loved it. But so there's no credits. It's the sun on the pyramids, the Sphinx, the temple, uh, the essentially the city of Thebes. And this, at when I first saw these four, first scenes i was like damn the cgi held up and then the second you get up close you're like it did not yeah i thought the <laughs> same thing not. yeah it looks like the show reboot not seen that. <laughs> which is a that's an old old school reference man <laughs> i love it I, I doubt anyone's gonna get that except for me and you but i'm into it <laughs> <laughs> anyway so this is where we have 
like voiceover telling the story of Imhotep and Anaxuna Moon, aka Marta from Arrested Development. And wait, what? Yeah, this is before she got the job on on Arrested Development. Also, she was in La Llorona. Wow, she has okay. been in multiple films that we have covered. I was not aware that that was her. Yes. Wow. Okay. Cool. The the mistress. Yes, Anaxuna Moon. This is like one of her first role. That outfit. Well, so it is not technically an outfit. It's basically like a loincloth and then all body paint. And it would take four hours to paint her. It took four hours. Oh, I guess she does have body paint. Okay. Yeah. Her whole body. That's amazing. Yeah. So we see her go to see Emotep and we hear from the voiceover that no one's allowed to touch her because she's the Pharaoh's mistress and Emotep accidentally smudges the paint on her arm. Yeah. And... The pharaoh walks in on them. She acts like nothing is wrong, but he notices her arm. And then she stabs him with the knife from Malignant. And then (laughs) (laughs) I don't get that joke, but it was funny. Oh, I saw that movie. So you don't get to laugh at that joke. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When you see Malignant, you'll just be like, wow, how did the mummy get into this? Malignant is like if someone was like, I want to make a Mikey movie now. I loved it so much. It was so bad. I'm surprised we haven't done it. I'm saving it for special times. I thought this was like a weird escalation from, oh, he's caught us to like, we have to kill the Pharaoh. She didn't have any choice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they would have both been killed. Oh, you, okay. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know the Pharaoh's rule. He walks around with like 50 bodyguards. Yeah. Also, he's a fucking Pharaoh. They used to have people buried alive with them just for funsies. So like. It's a tough crew to roll with. Yeah. He makes her paint her whole body every day so he knows if anybody's touched her or not. Yeah. Like, if she had a bug on her and someone swiped it off, he was murdered. I mean, that's what I would have said. I would have been like, yeah, I had a bug that landed on me, so I wiped it off. And he's like, bugs go under the skin. It wouldn't have smudged anything. (laughs) (laughs) It does escalate quite real. It's like, this is a Tuesday. They're meeting up to, like, make out. Yeah. She murders the pharaoh, then herself, and he's like, ah. I got, ah, Mondays. (laughs) I just liked making out. I didn't realize it was going to get this real this quick. Damn. I mean, he's all in. He's all in on this. Oh, it's, no, he it's is. It's the leaving your toothbrush at somebody's house, but like ancient Egyptian stuff. Have you guys <laughs> ever had anyone love you so much that they killed the king and then themselves <laughs> because they were so confident they you could bring them back to life? Oh, man. I, I just wish I had someone that believed in me as much as she believes in Imhotep. Because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like a level of like faith in another person that I will never have. Right, because she's like, you can resurrect me. You'll bring me back. And he's like, I got you, whoa, babe. Whoa, he's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. I said I'd This call. wasn't even a date. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We were I just like, hanging out. Like, the things I've said while we're in the act of having sex, I may not actually be able to follow through on. Like, I will definitely resurrect you when you die. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. will bring you back to life. Like, <laughs> It's a metaphor? Like a sexual <laughs> metaphor? And then she she becomes a and then she becomes a mannequin in New York. Yeah. <laughs> and Emma Tep gets reincarnated as a stock boy. <laughs> He's a mannequin too. He's mannequin too. Yeah, mannequin too, mannequin. I love you. Haven't this. seen that one yet. So uh, she kills herself. He steals her body. He tries to resurrect her using the water spirit from the abyss, but it doesn't work because he gets interrupted. <laughs> it looks like I'm playing old computer games. It's like the descent. It okay, but it does look like the one from the abyss, though. It does. No, it <laughs> oh, does. Yeah. Like yeah. it's Stone Cold does. 
Like, I was like, oh, all right. And they use it twice. They do. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like the exact same effect. Like, they just copy and pasted it. Yeah. The only thing that looks worse than the water, the like soul water is the chariot that carries him off at the end. Yeah. Which looks like a projection from the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. (laughs) But like going through your tour guide. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty great. I do love that when he goes back into the soul water as he's dying at the very end, you just see all like the echoes of faces that are there and they don't even look like they're lined up at all like the way they should be. It's like they're all overlapping and you're like, that's not how a face works. (laughs) The CGI does not hold up. I'll admit it. Like that's it fine. It does not yeah. hold up. Uh, and and <laughs> he does the whole like death is only the beginning, but they missed an opportunity to go full T two with it and just do the thumbs, the thumbs up. up. <laughs> I'll see you guys in the sequel. <laughs> I do love that. Like the Pharaoh to punish Emotep is like I'm gonna torture you, but if ever this backfires on me the side effects of this torture are like it makes you like a superhero it gives you like superpowers <laughs> yeah this seems like a pretty shitty idea for a curse so, like i hope this doesn't bite me in the ass like if there was ever a chance that mikey was gonna get superpowers because i pranked him i would do a different prank it may not well, be as see, bad as that prank he's more of a wartime pharaoh not an administrative pharaoh <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Like his wife's like, where is he? Like he's super mad that that She's girl like, is dead. I'm sitting here so still, trying not to smear paint on everything. <laughs> I don't know why he was known as the painting pharaoh, and everyone who loves him is just like just trying not to smudge. Uh, so they also mummify his priests alive. So they mummify the priests, then they cut out Emotep's tongue. Then they mummify him alive, and then they cover his coffin in scarabs, which like. How did they collect those scarabs was something I was thinking about this time. I don't know. Nets. I, I have no idea how you collect <laughs> a scarab. I, I, I honestly have no idea. I just It seems like a dangerous job. Is all I think his priests were like my, my favorites because they're all kind of like out of shape, like real surprise goldenly painted guys. Yeah, but and also they, and painted the whole time, head to toe and gold. The whole time they're in the background and they just like throw up their hands like, what the fuck, bro? Why, why did y'all do this? Well, and they're there when she kills herself and they kill the pharaoh and they're like, yeah. what the fuck? What is happening? Yeah, they are visibly confused the whole time yeah. and then they get murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were here for like quietly letting you make out, but we were not on board for murder. Yeah, and then, and then you know, like that one guy was like, "I'm next up to be like head priest of the dead." Like he's totally gonna get fucking caught. Yeah, he's gonna get murdered yeah. by the pharaoh, and then promotion time. I have been painting my dick gold for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're just gonna ruin this for me. I did like how they just let them stay in their gold paint when they mummified them. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they just mummified them with the paint. Yeah. On. They're like, we're not going to give you time to bathe that paint off. Nope. Which I have to assume the Pharaoh wanted them in gold paint because he wants everyone painted. I mean, I don't know why he's the only one who's not painted, but, you know. <laughs> I think maybe he failed out of art school and that's why Pharaoh, he... Pharaoh Hitler? <laughs> Mikey, exactly. Yeah. Ugh. This was so long ago, though, it was the first Reich. <laughs> anyway. They lock him in a sarcophagus with a uh, fancy key. Like a ratchet Puzzle key. box. Yeah. Pleasure and pain, mummies and scarabs. You know, like a like a Hellraiser puzzle box key. Oh, yeah. In this movie, the mummy is like Hellraiser, though, because he sucks up dead people or he sucks up alive people and, like, comes back to life. I was like, oh, 
This plot like yeah, rips yeah, off Hellraiser. Of but yeah. it's better. I'd rather watch this. Oh, Hellraiser's a terrible movie. Like, yeah, I'd rather watch <laughs> yeah. this all day. I, I agree don't know with that why 100%. I don't know why Todd's hatred of Hellraiser tickles me so. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah, out of all the movies we've made him watch, like that's the one that he's like, you know what I really hate? <laughs> really Hellraiser. Hate. That asshole pinhead. What's his deal? <laughs> well, that's because nothing they say makes sense. It's like gobbity goo. Like it's all like. If I was a horror movie villain. <laughs> nothing I say would make any. I would like you murder say someone. Sense as a and then I'd be like, villain. I'd be like, like Big Bird is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, why do I feel like you've said that before? <laughs> Cinnamon whipped. <laughs> yeah, if they have like, if, yeah, if they have us three trapped in a box, they open it up. I like kill someone, and then like one of us says some random shit, and then we giggle about it. Like the behind the scenes of Hellraiser is just them being like, "Did you hear me say that stupid shit to that guy?" <laughs> but it's like you and I dressed as like various Cinnabites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that you mean Cenobites like in the movie, but every time you say Cenobites, I just think of small cinnamon rolls. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like. It's like Paige would be like, Michael, why did you murder him? And then like turn to his friend and say the McRib is back and let him run out. <laughs> because it is. And the people need to know. <laughs> Do with that information what you will. <laughs> rib meat knitted back together between the buns of agony like that's the kind of shit they say in yeah. Hellraiser and barbecue sauce <laughs> two pickles for the ferryman like it's just madness <laughs> and then, like, like the one guy that's like they murdered Bob but like I'm pretty sure that they are taking turns describing a McRib sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what hell have we unleashed here? But I feel like we three could just be like in the mummy, like as Golden Priest doing that in the background. <laughs> Sides of fries like golden fronds of promise next to you. <laughs> yes. But yeah, this movie's a lot like Hellraiser, but it's like if Hellraiser was good. Right. If Hellraiser had Brendan... Hell Fraser. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes! Hell Fraser! Which honestly is on next season of Outlander. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay, so wait, then it skips to the 20s? Yeah, 1923 with the French Foreign Legion. Yeah. Oh, is that what? Is, it, is Brendan Fraser's in the Legion? In the Foreign Legions, yeah. He's a Legionnaire. <laughs> Do your French thing. Ho, ho, ho! I don't know why he loves that so much. I also don't know why you can't do it. You grew up in a ho, world where ho, the Little ho, Mermaid he, exists. He, he does it backwards. He goes ho ho ho. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they are at Hamanaptra and they're fighting a, what looks to be an entire huge army of what will later just be like that one group of guys guarding the mummy, the Magi. Yeah. Because it appears to be like their armed forces for whatever their people is that live in the desert. But then so many of them die during this battle. I think what we see later in the movie is like what's left over. I assume that too, although they don't really ever say. You know, it's not that important. Yeah. You don't miss it uh, in the movie. Anyway, so the battle's a disaster. 
and it looks like Brendan Fraser's about to get immediately murdered. Killed over and over and over again. Yeah, but he ends up backing up against the statue of Anubis, and all of the people that were immediately going to kill him, their horses take off and run away. Well, I think they're also scared because they know what that is. Like, right. Because unlike the colonizers that are there trying to take over right. their land, they are aware of the cultural significance of that structure. Well, right. this is the secret society trying to keep them away from that stuff. I think so too, Mikey. Yeah, we don't ever yeah. really get that information, right? No, I think we do, right? Because we, we do see get it. Yeah, yeah. The we, guy. We see that main guy whose name I can't remember. He kind of looks like a more attractive Russell Brand kind of. No, see, I, I think of him as like, like Middle Eastern Aragorn. Yeah. Yeah. But we do see him as Brennan Fraser is walking into the desert and he's like, don't right. kill him. Yeah. Don't kill him, the desert's going to kill him, basically. They treat him like Baron Harkonnen does. Like, don't worry, the desert will kill him. Yeah. Which is always a mistake, because the desert doesn't kill him, if they're the main protagonist. Yes, yeah, Baron Harkonnen had to brush up on his story circles, for sure. And if you're ever wondering if you're the main protagonist, go to the desert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, go to Joshua Tree, take some mushrooms, you'll figure it out. (laughs) Anyway, so Brendan Fraser walks out into the desert, potentially never to be seen again, but wearing a very cool jacket. I honestly was a fan. Yeah. During that battle also, just so we don't forget, we do briefly get introduced to his friend Benny, who runs away just as the battle is going to start. Yeah, Benny's the worst. Yeah, Benny like runs away right as the horses are about to start at- attacking them and then hides in the tomb, right? And like yeah. won't let Brendan Fraser in. And that's why he has to run to Anubis. But yeah, I like Benny in this film, even though he's a bad guy. He's funny. He also isn't so much like an evil, evil guy. He's just like an opportunist evil guy, if that makes sense. So like his motivations sort of make sense to me. Well, his motivations are just selfish. Yeah, that's what at I mean. All like, times. He yeah. is 1000% operating from his id, right? Like whatever's yeah. best for me, I'm doing that. Fuck everyone else. And right. that's easy to predict, which I like. Right. Yeah. So we cut to three years later. In Cairo at the Museum of Antiquities, where we encounter Evie, who is organizing books and manages to knock down an entire library. Let's talk about this, because who <laughs> would put the library shelves arrange, in? Arrange them in a circle? Yeah, I wondered that too, Mikey. It's like an oval. It's a straight up, it is an oval thing, a cylinder. I don't even want to talk about it. So the designer of this library was actually Frank Lloyd Wright, and he was obsessed <laughs> with circles. And just was not aware of domino theory. And if you had been listening to Pod Von Gard, yeah. <laughs> you would have learned all about this. Also, all the ceilings leak. And there's no doors. And one time a bedroom's just outside. But, I mean, she does, like, the longest ladder balance I think I've ever seen outside of Cirque du Soleil. And yeah. then, like, falls into one bookshelf, and then ultimately, you've seen Domino's. You know what happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. She ordered from Domino's. And so the curator <laughs> for the museum is just like, what the fuck, bitch? And she's just like, I'll clean it up, I promise. Which is impossible. No, he literally <laughs> yeah, says, I don't care how you get it done, but you have to clean this. You would need 2,000 people to clean up that library. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's that many, but you would at least need five or six, and it would take you a long time. Yeah, and she immediately, like, the very next day is just like, fuck this shit, we found a puzzle box. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we do find out that she can read and write hieroglyphs, ancient Egyptian, and Herodic. So, like, she has 
abilities that not many other people have. And in part, it's because her parents were archaeologists and contributed to the museum. Right. Her dad was like a British archaeologist and her mom was like an Egyptian lady uh, adventurer. Right. I don't think they yeah. really say anything other than that. But like because of that, she is very knowledgeable about all things Egyptian. And I do think it's interesting that because of the time, like her brother is also a little knowledgeable, but not nearly as much, but he's taken more seriously right. by the scientific community than she is. Right. And I was like, oh, the twenties, you were a yeah. terrible time for almost everyone that wasn't a white man. Yeah. And I like, when I first saw this movie, Spartacus blood and sand hadn't come out yet. But now that it has, anytime I see her brother in anything, all I can think of is <laughs> how fucking often he is nude and m- saying made up swear words on Spartacus. And it's just like. Well, I need to watch Spartacus. Dude, Spartacus is fucking Spartacus rad. Spartacus is the best. <laughs> it's, it's bad and great at the same time. Okay. Um, Spartacus is my outlander. Okay. Let me tell that's you. That's fair. But it's got Lucy Lawless, who's naked a lot in it. Oh, like, really? Wow. Zena, yeah, that's nice. an older lady. Like, this is not an old show. Like, she's hot. Yeah, this is like five, six years ago. Okay, okay, cool, cool, but cool. she's, like, married to the brother in this movie, and they're just constantly, like, having sex and swearing at people. <laughs> it's, like, their whole thing. But because it's, like, ancient Rome, they, like, tried to come up with, like, ancient Roman swears, and so he's always just like... Jupiter's cock! And you're just like, what did you just say? <laughs> Spartacus is great. So good. You would love Spartacus. Lucy Lawless and this guy are basically those two yes. lawyers that had the guns out during the Black Lives Matter protests, but in ancient Rome. <laughs> yes. No, and that's that's an exact comparison. That's the most correct thing anyone's ever Holy said ever. Shit, that's amazing. Okay, I'll yeah. have to watch it. I'll report back on a bonus episode. Yeah, blood and sand. Anyway, so she goes into the antiquities room next door. She hears something rustling about. It does turn out to be her brother, Jonathan, who has found a puzzle box. And she opens it. Pinhead comes out. He steals her skin. (laughs) No, no, Paige. No Hellraiser. This is the better version of it. I do love that her brother's just like in a sarcophagus with a dead skeleton. Like... Right. Just hanging like they're out. just I keeping like, the dead skeleton out as if it wouldn't smell to high heaven. I know. I wouldn't even want to touch one of those. He's like laying on it. It's kind of like when you drop food behind the couch for so long that it doesn't smell. It's just like right. becomes a mummy. Yeah. And you're <laughs> like, I had no idea that McDonald's fries could just solidify. I just picture yeah. that mummy smell <laughs> like belts. They do sort of look like they would smell like belts. Mm-hmm. But like a belt store that has been closed up during summer. Yeah. Like a, yeah. a place where you could buy boots, buy two, get one free. <laughs> I'm not talking about pairs. I mean, like you get a third boot. <laughs> that's, that's what made me laugh. Because I was like, they got a pair, so what you do with one? Like a pair of dress shoes that sat in a hot car. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they immediately take this puzzle box to the curator because they find a map inside it. And he seemingly accidentally, although we find out later, purposefully burns the map. I know, but because I hadn't seen this movie, I was like, do they just only employ the world's clumsiest people at this fucking (laughs) library? Because she destroys all the bookcases and then he burns an ancient map. I thought the map wasn't burned until they're attacked later. No. Yeah, he burns like half it off. He burns 
the section with Hamanaptra, Hamanaptra off. Yeah. And and it appears as if he's doing it clumsily, like, oh no, I swallowed the Hope Diamond. Like, but <laughs> it's, we find out later it's on purpose. And so they, because they don't know the rest of the way with the map, then they take it to the prison uh, because that's where Brendan Fraser is and that's who he got the puzzle box from because Brendan Fraser is secretly Pinhead. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I do love that we don't see this, but apparently her brother stole it from Brendan Fraser, right? Evelyn. Right. Or I, right. I should say his name's Jonathan in the movie. Jonathan, Jonathan stole yeah. it from uh, O'Connell Rick or O'Connell. whatever his name is. it Rick? Rick. His name is just Rick. Yeah, Rick O'Connell. The Like a cool adventurer name. He's actually an American serial killer to join the Legion to escape <laughs> prison. <laughs> Right. But he was just trying to reassemble his girlfriend. So, like, don't worry about it. Maybe shouldn't have chopped her up in the first place. Uh, I did sort of expect <sighs> Sheetar to make a guest appearance on this episode in The Mummy, but she never comes up. And, <laughs> I do think it's really funny because I noted this this time around. And if you watch this again, look for it. For the rest of the movie, once they get out of the prison, Brendan Fraser is wearing a white shirt in the fucking desert yeah. that stays white. The whole time. Yeah, he doesn't sweat through it once. Like I can't go to a barbecue restaurant in a white shirt. <laughs> this dude is like conquering an evil monster. And it's always like starched, ironed white. Like Yes. Yeah. It's the it's 20s. They made shirts out of different stuff back then. No, they really didn't. Yeah, the children were younger who made the shirts, so the stitches were <laughs> the way stitches tiny. Were tighter. <laughs> and it naturally repelled dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can look super close and see who you should murder based on that. And then <laughs> How curve dare the you bullets. bring Wanted into this? I love that movie unironically. I legit wanted them to make that like a new series. I kind of did too because I liked Wanted. But then they get into like the loom of destiny and you're like, well, okay, now this is dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> this was... I was in it when we were just flinging bullets, but now. Yeah, I was down for curbing bullets. Yeah. I'm not down for the loom of destiny. I'm not down for the textile industry. <laughs> anyway, so they come, they go to Cairo prison where they have locked up Encino Man slash George of the Jungle. Because that's exactly what he it looks does. like. does, yeah, well, because he's got long hair. It's long hair Brennan Fraser, right? Right, right, right. And he is talking to Jonathan and Evie realizes he recognizes Jonathan, punches him through the the bars of the prison. Yeah kisses evie and then they find out that he is going to be hung because quote apparently he had a very good time <laughs> and whatever he has done is a hanging offense yeah we don't really ever get into that do we it was a sex crime that ended in murder welcome back to law and order cairo dun dun <laughs> need you to canvas the area put out an apb and find me a suspect yeah I assumed he was getting hung because of the, like, trying to take over a land for France. And that's very possible. Yeah. Who knows? He's not even French. He could easily play that off. <laughs> <laughs> Evie tries to bargain for his release, and the warden's not taking anything until she gets to 500, and then he's like, and what else? I'm lonely. And she's just like, I'm not that. I don't want this guy to live that bad. Yeah, you, you should kill him. <laughs> you should oh, also, they him. do hang him. Like, he, they do. <laughs> that was pretty graphic. I have graphic. a fun fact it about was. that later. Yeah, like, they are hanging him. Like, his neck would have broke. Like, they, he would have died by that fall. Like, well, they were surprised his neck didn't break. Do you want the fun fact right now? Give me yes. that fun Give fact, it it. Paige. 
there was an accident on set and he does end up hanging and he stopped breathing and they had to cut him down and resuscitate him on set. What? Brendan Fraser? Or the stuntman? Yes. Brendan Fraser. We almost lost Brendan Fraser? We almost lost Brendan Fraser. We would not be having his new renaissance if that had happened. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm yeah. so glad they brought but him he's back. he's okay now, you know? He's still with us. Yeah. I'd fuck a dude to say Brendan Fraser. Good. Brendan Fraser's on my spit list for sure. Yeah. Especially like this era, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Yeah. That dude was fine. Fine. He's no Encino man, Brendan Fraser. I see George of the Jungle, Brendan Fraser was a good oh, one for yeah, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. The best one for me in this movie is like a scene or two after this. So like... He hangs. They cut him down because she promises the warden he can basically have some of what they find in Hemanaptra. Yeah. And we cut to the next day when, or a few days later, I would assume, at the port when they're boarding their boat to go down the Nile to Hemanaptra. And Brendan Fraser shows up all cleaned up. This is, that's probably my favorite. Where he's like, got a fresh haircut, fresh white shirt that's going to stay white for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. 17 guns. 17 guns and like a nice jacket that shows off them shoulders. Yes, that is that is spitless material right there. I can tell why he was almost hung because anytime someone throws a rock, he pulls out two pistols and shoots 17 people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say because he's got a giant thick neck and they're like, we <laughs> no. got to take him out. A guy tripped and he's like, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying he's hung because he has PTSD? Uh. Back then it was called something else. Anyway, so he shows up. He's all pretty. And they get on the boat. uh, And so does the warden from the prison to protect his investments. Yeah. So we cut to them sailing that first night. And we find out that there's a group of Americans on the boat that are also going to Hemanaptra. And of course, Jonathan has told them everything. So now it's like a competition. Yeah, because Jonathan's an idiot. Yep. And... They say that they've got someone who's already been there, and that's why they're going to be there first. So they make a wager of, like, who can get to Hammond after first. Well, I mean, at this point, I knew I was watching a different movie altogether, so I, I like, had legit no idea what was going to happen. And I was like, oh, they're going to be, like, half of the movie, they're going to be, like, going through the desert trying to find this place. Little did I know that it literally is just, hey, go to this rock, look I don't know, a direction as the sun rises and then race to like, it's like a foot race to Hamanatra. Like you don't really need a guide. Just go here and then look East and you'll see it. Yeah. Well, it's like, if you're, if you're not looking in that right place, you can't see it. It's a trick of the sun with the heat of the sand. Like is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. But it really is like, you need to find that rock that you need to stand by when you look to the East as the sun rises and then race to it. Right. So, we cut to Evie on the boat reading, and this is where Brendan Fraser comes out and just like unfurls a blanket full of guns. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, and he's like, hey, there's something fucking evil out there, and that's why I brought all the guns. Which he has no reason to believe that yet, right? No, he's been there. He knows. Yeah. Yeah, but the only people who were evil to them then were other people. The sand parted so that there was a mummy face in the sand with a tunnel to the bottom. Yeah. And he runs away from it. Oh, that's right. That's like right. when he was in Hamanatra the first time. Right. Yeah. But, like it's kind of a risk because you could go in there and it could be the genie from Aladdin. You just don't know. Yeah. The real question is, is Brendan Fraser a diamond in the rough? Yes. And I do think he is. I think so too. Yeah. I do feel like the one thing this movie was missing was Jafar. Actually, is Emotep just Jafar? Kind of. I was just thinking that. Yeah. And yeah. Benny is the parrot. He's Iago? 
I love it. So then the boat gets attacked by a bunch of people. Right. So the Magi attack the boat to stop them from getting to Hemanaptra. And they're specifically going after the key, the puzzle box, uh, because they're into pleasure and pain and cinnamon and rolls. And, and they end up accidentally setting the boat on fire. And the thing that struck me was like, how many people just get pushed into fire during this scene? And I thought it was funny that this whole thing kicks off with like a confrontation between Brendan Fraser and Benny or Ben or whoever the other guy was. Benny, who is leading the Americans. Yeah. Yeah. And. It starts off with Brendan Fraser throwing him in the water. Like, the boat's not on fire. He just throws him in the water. Cut to two minutes later, everyone's in the water because the boat's in flames. Right, right. I think I just liked that the Americans enjoyed it, and they were just shooting at everything. That's my—one of my favorite things about this movie is the depiction of Americans in this movie. You mean the accurate depiction of Americans in this movie? Yeah. I loved it. Where he throws Benny over, and then he turns and sees wet footprints, meaning somebody else has gotten onto the boat, and we reveal that a lot of other people have gotten onto the boat. Oh, I thought that meant that he was being carried. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, so as they're attacking, the Americans all have tons of guns and are basically just shooting the crap out of them, but they're just having a good time. They're just like, woo! Yeah! Like cowboys. (laughs) Like the stereotypical cowboy bullshit thing. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, absolutely. if you're going to go on vacation, you want, like, fun stuff to happen. <laughs> I'm not sure this is a vacation, but, I mean, it might be. Yeah, they might be ha- staying at, like, the world's best Airbnb at Hamanatra. I don't know. <laughs> Got to be out by six. There's a cleaning fee. No mummy. <laughs> no cats. Because the mummy hates cats for some reason? Uh, I... Yeah, because cats are the guardians of the underworld. Oh, is that why they're, like, a part of Egyptian lore? I thought yeah. they just loved cats. Okay, my bad. They they were one of the first cultures to domesticate cats. I mean, who domesticated who, Paige? Let's talk about it. <laughs> That's true. If you watch that documentary. <laughs> That's what I want my wedding cake to say. Who domesticated <laughs> who? Oh, did we domesticate God's mighty ape or did we? I love this idea. I can't wait to see your wedding cake. <laughs> Just in the shape of a cat, but like giving birth like those weird baby shower cakes. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. I don't want that at all. This escalated in a very weird place. No, it just supposed to have writing on it. I don't understand. <laughs> but then the cat looks like the cat from Cats, like Mr. Mustafa. No, 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 leave my wedding alone. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, so they all end up in the water. The Americans end up on one side of the river. With all the horses. With all the horses. Rick, Jonathan, Evie, and the warden end up on the opposite side. And it turns out that the people who do have all the horses are on the wrong side of the river. But the river's not like that wide. It's not going to be hard for them to cross back over. Well, but that just means you got to ford the river with all those horses. Didn't you ever play Oregon Trail? I did. Yeah. I got dysentery a lot. So you were really shitty at it? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the other group gets to the market. They manage to get camels. And the Americans and our group of four converge at basically the rock where you'd look to see if Hamanaptra appears. Although we do get like, this is like the first, because he like kisses her at the jail and then like here she gets new clothes. Oh yeah, she, gets, she looks and, hot. And he's just like, damn, like, okay. He's like, I know this is like a desert and you're like the only one here, but like, all right. <laughs> get down on it. It's either that or I'm going to have sex with this warden and he doesn't seem that into it. Although when they were buying the camels, he was talking to Jonathan. I was like, well, we could have just given him your sister. Yeah. And then like right. she walks up wearing just different clothes. It's the same girl. It's still Evie just wearing a different outfit. And he's like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe I won't sell you into eternal sex bondage for camels. 
I know. I was like, yeah, what are I was you just saying? like, yikes. And you're the hero? What is happening? It's a 20. <laughs> you can tell he's the hero because he's got that white shirt. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they do make it to the ridge, and the Magi is watching them. So they run to the Americans, and they have a race to Hemanaptera as soon as it appears during the sunrise. Yeah. And our group gets there first because camels are faster than horses. Is that true? Yeah. In the desert. Dude, camels fast as shit, especially really? in the desert. Well, specifically just in the desert. Like, if we put them out on a horse racing track, would a camel just, like, fucking smoke Secretariat? I mean, there are camel races, but I think it's a climate thing where, like, camels oh. are built to run in the sand. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And horses can and are still going to be fast, but I, th- I think camels are going to be faster no matter what in the sand. Damn. Okay. So I just looked this up. Camels can run 40 miles an hour. Horses can run up to 55 miles an hour, but don't do well in heat. There you so go. They, they won't be able to go as fast over like long periods of time like a camel will. That's wild. Right. Crazy, huh? Yeah. So they get there. They start the excavation. They start at different ends, but they end up meeting underneath in the middle. Yeah. Under the statue of Anubis because they know that that's where the book is supposed to be. Yeah. In between the legs of Anubis is where you're Whoa! supposed to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what the movie says. I was like, they're going to go up his skirt. Yeah. Damn, Anubis. Keep your legs closed. Damn. Shit. That dude's packing Books. <laughs> yeah, new, a new meaning to the word hardback, ladies. Mm-hmm. You know what they call when I pack in my pants? The Book of the Dead. Oh no! Yeah, it's not sexy. It's just factual. Do you think the head of his dick also has the head of a uh, Anubis? Well, yeah. If if your dick has the head of a jackal on it, I'm worried. But if you're if you're Anubis, you'd be like, "Hey, ladies, what's Anubis with you?" <laughs> now, okay, that's a thing. In Scorpion King, he's like raising the army of Anubis. No, I'm sorry. That's that's Mummy Returns where they're raising the army of yeah, Anubis. I remember that. He is Anubis though, right? No, he's Imhotep. No, yeah. His sarcophagus was placed under Anubis because that was like a bad thing. Well, yeah, because he doesn't wear underwear. You can just see right up that skirt. <laughs> For eternity, Mikey, while you're slowly being eaten by scarabs. You're just looking yeah. at Anubis's dick. All I can see is his grundle. Um, Anubis <laughs> is the god of, of the underworld. Yeah. And so I think it's that was the punishment is like, you must have been extra naughty. And now you got to stare at the devil's nads. I don't, he's not the devil. <laughs> but, you know, anyway. So <laughs> meanwhile, they're walking through and <laughs> the warden is like, look for bugs. I hate bugs. And they hear bugs. Yeah. They're like everywhere. <laughs> Which, by the way. If there's enough bugs to hear them, I'm out. You can hear one cricket. But I mean like a crowd of bugs. If there are enough bugs that I can hear their movements as a unit, like as a phalanx. Paige, you're making this so hard for me. You love Spartacus, don't you? I do love Spartacus. So they get down there and they find the mirrors and then they angle them to bring light into the room, which have either of you seen the Mythbusters episode where they do this? No. Does it actually work? Yes and no. Um, It can reflect light. It's just not enough light to see like the whole room the way this like 
there's some movie magic here, but the experiment as far as like, can you bounce light and refract it to kind of light a room enough for you to move through the room? Yes, does work. Uh, it's just not quite as bright. As what well, we I see. mean, when when you say it's like movie magic here, they literally like reflect the light. You see the light like going between the mirrors mm-hmm. and then the stage hand just turned on the soundstage lights. Yeah, and exactly. you're like, oh, OK, that's how lighting works. OK, cool. Right. Yeah. Um, but w- yeah, what they tested on Mythbusters is they completely dark room. They angle the light and then they had like artifacts and you had to be able to move through and around the artifacts. So you had to be able to see enough to move through the room and you could do it. I bet it would work a lot like a spotlight. It's exactly like that. Uh, It just, you can only refract so many times before it doesn't have enough lumens to be visible to the human eye. Because with every refractory period, you get less and less powerful. (laughs) Right, 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 right. You got to fuel up on more Cinnabon. Yeah. Pleasure and pain, dough and spice. (laughs) Seriously, it's the worst movie we've ever done. <laughs> Blood Diner is better than Hellraiser in Todd's estimation. I 100% yeah. think Blood Diner is better as much than as I Hellraiser. hated Blood Diner. I'd rather watch that with Mikey than Hellraiser with anybody. Hellraiser doesn't have a lady with a deep fried head. No, you know? no, it doesn't. It's got a guy who takes off his own skin. He's like, oh, it's for sex. <laughs> I don't understand that movie. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> just, if they had performed the lines that way, it would have been very, very funny. I just want to see that meaty skeleton guy, like, it's for sex. Like, just <laughs> talking sex. like that. Like, that'd be amazing. Are you wearing protection? No, I took my skin off. <laughs> um, it was all itchy. Itchy skin. So. <laughs> We cut to, they run into the Americans in that that room with the statue, and Evie realizes that there's actually a room below the statue, so they decide to go underneath and dig up from underneath the statue. Yeah, I mean, because they're, like, arguing over who gets to excavate what, and Evie's like, we'll play nice, you can have this room that I know because I'm smarter than everyone here knows mm-hmm. won't have anything of value. We're going to go somewhere else. And they just go underneath and dig up to where they want or where the right. book of the dead is. Right. Although they're actually looking for the book of. They're looking for the book of the living, which right. ends up being flipped. And it's it's underneath another statue. Which right. We'll cover so they the end up with the book of dead, but they weren't looking mm-hmm. for that necessarily. Right. And so as they move to dig under the warden kind of wanders off and he finds a hieroglyph with blue and gold scarabs like embedded into the stone. He literally says blue gold. I was like, I don't think yeah. blue gold's a thing. It's not a thing. That does not exist. He's an idiot. Uh, regardless, he like peels them off the wall and drops one of them. It opens. It crawls through his foot. Oh, like his shoe. It like eats through his mm-hmm. shoe. And then up his leg. This is the shit that scared me as a kid. This made me, I was, ugh, like I was like grossed out by this. Although the effect does not look great for now. No, but it's not the worst one in this movie. (laughs) That is true. You're right. I I do think there are, there, there's one later on where it crawl, like Emotep has like two spots that are still like necrotic and it crawls from one to the other. And that looks pretty great and fucking terrifying. This, not so much. While that's happening upstairs, the digging crew opens the bottom of the statue and there's a booby trap basically with salt acid that melts their skin off so three of those those diggers die i do love how like the americans are like let's open it let's open it and then their egyptologist person is like hey let's have someone who's not like 
a main character with speaking lines open it. He's like, we paid those 20 guys to come with us to do this. <laughs> yeah, let's make yeah, one exactly. of the featured extras open it. <laughs> so they make the featured extras open it. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Evie's explaining kind of all of the stories behind the book and what they're looking for. Yeah, she's like, there's the Book of the Dead. There's Book of the Life. And then she's like, we're really after Anubis's burn book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. So... Meanwhile, the warden, the bug has now literally crawled up his chest, up his neck, into his brain, killing him. Oh, yeah. It, like, goes straight to his brain. Yeah. You could say it was bugging him. (laughs) Yep. Meanwhile, with Evie and Rick and Jonathan, a sarcophagus falls out of the bottom of the statue because they've been, like, chipping away at the bottom of it. And they realize that there's, like, a key that matches their puzzle box on the sarcophagus. Yeah. And both the key and the sarcophagus say pleasure and pain come to (laughs) Cinnabon and get 30% off any Cinnabite combo. One says pleasure, the other says pain. When you put them together, that's when you have that beautiful swirl of cinnamon and spices and (laughs) ice. Yes, and dough. Mm. Anyway, so they put the key on the sarcophagus and they're about to turn it when they hear the warden screaming and he runs down the hall past them directly into a wall dying instantly. Yeah, he brains himself on that wall. Like, even the stuntman who did that had to hurt himself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We cut to later that night at camp where we learned that the Americans had three people die from opening that salt acid. Yeah, those featured extras. Yeah. And they check the warden's bag and find out that he has a bottle of 12 year scotch that they're then going to pass around as they get into a fight because <laughs> yeah. the Magi have come to try and get them to leave. Which, like, okay, the Magi and and like the Americans and our crew, like they're fighting for like five minutes, right? They're like right. going back and forth. A lot of the Magi people get killed. And then Brendan mm-hmm. Fraser pulls out dynamite, lights one end of it. And the, like, the main Magi guy is like, fine, we'll leave. But don't do what you're obviously going to do. We yeah, trust you. you have one Bye. day. Yeah. yeah. You have 24 hours to leave. You have exactly enough time to fuck this up. Yeah. yeah. Which is, spoiler alert. Plenty of time to fuck stuff up because they do like the Magi who have been protecting this city for generations give up way too easily when they way outnumber everyone who's there to like pillage this town. Yeah. I was like, why are you leaving? I don't understand what's happening right now, but you guys are the worst security guards ever. (laughs) As a kid that never bothered me. And then as an adult, I'm like, but why did they? Mm. That's after they slaughtered a bunch of French Legionnaires like last year here. It was three, three years, years ago, ago, but still, yeah, exactly that, Mikey. Yes. Yep. They're like, you know what? We got to regret that. We've been having some nightmares. So we're going to give you 24 <laughs> hours to get out of here. But do us a favor in that 24 hours, don't do what you're clearly here to do. We're magi, not bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> and here's our gift. <laughs> that's a thing right gift to the magi like yeah gift to the magi uh, but also the often that's the name used for the three wise men who brought jesus frankincense uh and myrrh and gold and gold yeah you know stuff a baby wants yeah i mean i don't know any baby that's gonna turn down gold but frankincense and myrrh probably could do without i would have to smell frankincense and myrrh to like really i mean i would update at least to like clinique happy or something like that like if you're gonna bring <laughs> perfume and gold Bring like a more like updated perfume, but still bring the gold. If you put two drops of frankincense on your neck, it will cure your COVID. <laughs> I love that like in this world, there's like one Magi who's like. <laughs> who's like a doTERRA rep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
They do sell frankincense, by the way. I'm sure they do. Can you buy myrrh? Yeah, you can buy as many. You can buy as much as you want. You can buy more <laughs> and myrrh. And more. Less. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to later that night at the campground. And they've kind of combined their camp for safety. And Evie's drunk. And Rick is teaching her to punch. And this is where she kind of tells the story of, like, her father and her mother. Yeah. And she says the the famous line from this movie, I may not be an explorer or an adventurer, but I'm proud of what I am. I am a librarian. And then she's going to kiss him, but then passes out. I do love her line here. And she's like, well, I know what you're thinking. What is a place like this doing in a girl like me? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like this scene. It's cute. Although it I do think cute. she's not as drunk as she's leading on here. Because when she punches Brendan Fraser, she like then flops into his arms, which is, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, a move that he is familiar with women doing to him all the time. (laughs) I will say that in in watching this now as an adult, like as a kid, I, I felt like they were more like, I don't like you. I like you. I don't like you. Where it was kind of more of a like back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. But as an adult, there's actually a line on the boat where she's like still thinking about him kissing her at the prison. Yeah, the prison kiss. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think from prison kiss on, she's just like, hey. Yeah, I think prison kiss is like what planted the seed. Yeah. And then when she first saw cleaned up Brendan Fraser, she was like, oh, this is happening whether he knows it or not. I'm going to pretend <laughs> to be drunk and then belly flop into his arms and then we're going to make out. Right, which is not what happens, but that's okay. I mean, but that's like a solid plan, at least. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's trying to work it. She's trying to work it. No diggity. No diggity. I would say, because alcohol negates consent, just be open about your feelings with people. Yeah, also true. So the next day, the Americans find the Book of the Dead, and they're reading the inscriptions, which are like, death will come on swift wings to whoever opens this chest. And they read the curse, where it's basically like, This person is undead, but if you wake them up, they will have to consummate the organs and fluids of everyone who opened this chest to regenerate and fulfill the curse. And at the reading of the curse, Benny runs away because he's like, oh, no, this is like we always talk about the curse, but here it is. And it's very real. Yeah. So. They open the box despite the curse. Meanwhile, downstairs, they're opening the sarcophagus and they're looking at the inside where they notice that, A, the body is still juicing. Yeah. And it's like 3,000 yeah. years old. It should not be such a juicy body. Yeah. You keep it juicy, juicy. They didn't really think it was juicy until they like rolled it over, but it says juicy across its butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know, but like that mummy packing heat in the back (laughs) i mean Paige, would you say imhotep is a milf a mummy you'd like to fuck (laughs) i don't think he's unattractive as a man and i've seen him in other stuff or whatever but like no i'm way more about brendan fraser or the the head of the magi guy like it's those two for me yeah i feel like that's super on brand for you yeah. Mm-hmm. I just like because mm-hmm. he gets more evil, he loses clothing as the movie goes yeah, on. Yeah, he does. When he gets like fully evil, he's like loincloth in it. He's just like, what? I'm too evil for this shirt. <laughs> too evil for this shirt. Too evil for shirts. This new hit coming out of Egypt, I'm Too Evil by Emotep. <laughs> I'm a mummy. You, you know, know what, what I mean. mean. And I eat your little souls on the catwalk. catwalk. Yeah. I hate the catwalk. Cats. <laughs> catwalk. Ah! Keep those cats away on the catwalk. So... 
they also notice that there are scratch marks on the inside of the sarcophagus. So they know that whoever was put in there was buried alive. Yeah. Well, and he scratched uh, something into it, right? Which, by the way, he didn't just scratch. He chiseled it fucking in there. I know. <laughs> and it says death is only the beginning, which is like the tagline for the movie. Yeah. So... Meanwhile, upstairs, they have the book, but they need the key. Downstairs, they have the mummy. They have the key. Uh, and upstairs, they steal the canopic jars that have all the organs in it and stuff. We cut to later that night when everyone's camping and the Egyptologist is like trying to open the book and Evie notices and basically is like, oh, you'll need a key for that. And then goes to bed. And she, before going to bed, shows that she has the scarab skeleton. So she knows that the guy was buried with scarabs. Yeah. And that he was tortured in a way that she'd only ever read about. She didn't think they actually did it to anybody. Wait, yeah, but that phrase is funny because it's like, I only read about torture too. I don't ever like see it. I don't know. I, I think she meant she'd never heard of them actually doing it to people. Like she had oh, heard gotcha. it described, but not in practice. Well, yeah, you wouldn't actually do it because it makes whoever you do it to like a fucking superhero. <laughs> like an evil superhero. Yeah, like you would not do that. I hate you, Todd. I'm going to make you live forever turn into You're tornadoes. You're going to come back as Lex Luthor. <laughs> like, no, it's yeah. like making someone Superman, but also torturing them in the process so they're absolutely insane with all that power. This is Egypt, so it's actually Lex Luxor. Lex Luxor? <laughs> or Luxor Luthor? Luxor Luthor. <laughs> she pretends to go to sleep and then gets up and steals the book from the Egyptologist. And Rick's awake and he's like, um, what you doing? And she's like, stealing books. Uh, and says no harm ever came from reading a book and then of course immediately reads from the book and brings the mummy to life and causes a ton of harm and the Egyptologist wakes up and is like no you must not read from the book I do love that the Egyptologist is like no a woman can't read <laughs> she could have read it not out loud yeah that's true this is one of those like Necronomicon kind of things where you're just like come on now <laughs> Uh, so no sooner does she finish reading that a plague of locusts flies towards them. Right. Because he brings about the plagues of Egypt, which, by the way, I do have in my notes the list of the plagues, but they don't do them in order and they don't do all of them. So it's kind of like. Yeah, they kind of let go of this concept pretty they early. Do. They say there are 10 plagues and then we see like four of them. Like four or five. but And I think what it is is that he's got the power to bring about any of the ten. But the there's one that they take some liberties with that I'll talk about. Yeah. This is not a first time a guy said he was a ten and it was actually like a five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could give you all ten plagues. And she's like, I actually ended up being more like four and a half plagues. <laughs> uh, anyway, they all run into the crypt and don't realize that the thing that they're running from is down there. <laughs> um, the one guy, Mr. Burns, trips and breaks his glasses. Emotep basically catches him before anyone else finds him and takes his eyes and his tongue. But what did make sense is he didn't take his glasses. So did he cure his eyesight? I asked the same question. So like he takes his <laughs> eyes, right? And then it's like the mummy just nearsighted at that point? No, I think he, because he ends up looking the way Emotep would have looked. So if he takes other people's stuff and just gets their stuff, he'd look like a mishmash of those other people. So I think he just has to absorb the essence of whatever you're working with. And then it regenerates his stuff. Oh, okay. So he's not actually uh. like, I got you. So he's not actually taking his eyes. He's just taking right. up his eye energy. I guess that makes sense. Okay, that checks out. Yeah, I really did want him bumping into shit though, not realizing he was nearsighted. <laughs> that would have been very funny to me. I thought it was because that tornado just wanders around the desert. It just kind of goes wherever it wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He's like, what? Um, so meanwhile, in the hallway, Jonathan, Rick, and Evie get stopped by like a train of scarabs that they have to run from. And it runs up this one like walkway and they kind of jump to the sides so it can go between them, which allows Evie to basically pop through a trap door and get stuck in the room with the mummy and Mr. Burns, who he has not finished like absorbing yet. Yeah. And the mummy advances on her and calls her a Noxuna moon. Meanwhile, the scarabs are back ends up eating one of the featured extras alive and leaves a gooey corpse. And as they run, they end up running into the room where Evie has kind of gone through the trap door. Like somehow labyrinthian, they have ended up back there. And they see the mummy, they scream, the mummy roars and Rick roars back and then shoots and they run. They finally make it outside where they run right into the Magi who's just like, Hey, we noticed the fucking locusts, like, <laughs> assholes. We're thinking 24 hours may have been too liberal of the time to let you leave. <laughs> yeah. And they've managed to rescue Mr. Burns, but he is not doing well. He's missing eyes and a tongue. And they basically give the Terminator speech about the mummy, where they're like, he'll never eat, he'll never sleep, and he'll never stop. It's what he does! It's all he does! <laughs> like... <laughs> just you know desert kyle reese up in this bitch so benny still stuck in this cr- the crypt runs into the mummy and then just runs through all of his various religious necklaces being like one of these has got to work oh man i thought that was so funny i don't know why but him like okay the christian god doesn't work here okay yeah. buddhist doesn't work here or whatever and then he gets to arabic doesn't work yeah and then he it gets, gets to, to jews and because they were like the slaves when they were building the pyramids i guess yeah. he's like oh yeah. the language of the slaves i think i can use you yeah, yeah. Uh, but he does offer him gold and benny's like perfect uh and so at this point benny is now in league to try and get everyone else killed yeah he's an opportunist yeah so we cut back to cairo where everyone is like we're leaving <laughs> like we're getting out of egypt as fast as possible and evie's like no we have to stop that like i started this i have to stop it and he's like fine but my contract is done so i'm gone and she's like is that all i am to you a contract and he looks at her kind of like yeah because up until now he kissed her in that prison and then caught her and stopped her from hitting her head while drunk once that's it yeah yeah if that was like a relationship i'd be in a thousand of them you know how many people have kissed from prison and then like fell into their arms or whatever or they fell into mine like, so many that's why you're a regular on love after lockup and anyway he goes down to the bar uh, while she's packing. And I think he's going to try and have Jonathan talk some sense into her so that she will leave with them. Yeah. But so far, he gets interrupted by a guy who is a former RAF pilot. So like uh, Royal British Air Force. And all of his regiment has died. And he's like, I should have died with them. And he's literally in this scene to say that line so that we can go to his airfield later. That's it. And that we don't feel bad that he dies immediately. I still felt bad. I did not like him dying. I do like that legit everyone walks away from that crash. And the pilot is like, I'm out. I'm dead. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm out. I secretly believe he just hated them, so he faked it and walked back to the city. Or, you know, quicksand. He was just like, oh, shit, I did forget he got sucked up into quicksand. My bad. Yeah. Which I'm not sure quicksand works without water, so I... 
I don't know. It is in the fire swamp. Yeah. I was wondering after the quicksand when we were going to see the RRUSs, but I don't think they actually exist. <laughs> Mummies of unusual size. <laughs> <laughs> As they're drinking in the bar, all of the liquid in the bar turns to blood, <laughs> like the plagues. Or, or rather, red food color. <laughs> it does look like it's just Kool-Aid. They're like drinking yeah, Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't think that that's what blood looks like. And I've seen pretty much any Anne Rice novel they made a movie. So like, I'm pretty sure I know what the consistency of blood looks like. Well, and what he does say, which is kind of like, it doesn't fully excuse it, but he just says, and the rivers ran red and were as blood. Yeah. Which is just one translation. Uh, like, depending on your translation, sometimes it'll say were as blood or were blood. So anyway. So I guess they get around it by adding as. As, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, upstairs... The guy who lost his eyes and his tongue has been granted an audience with Prince Emotep because that's he doesn't know that that's who stole his eyes and his tongue. And Benny has tricked him. And Benny has basically brought Emotep there to finish the job. Yeah. And we reveal that Emotep has a face full of scarabs, which looks really gross. So he proceeds to eat that guy. Benny runs away and everyone kind of runs up to that room and like walks in on it happening yeah so they fire at him with the gun it doesn't make a lick of difference the mummy advances on evie and tries to kiss her but just in time a cat does something adorable <laughs> i do love that he's holding it like space cat lasers from si that's later <laughs> SNL. oh shit okay my bad this one just it just it just climbs over yeah, it just like walks on a piano and he's just like, what? No, I'm a dog person. And then was just like, gone. <laughs> he's allergic. So because they're in Cairo, they go to the museum and they basically are telling the curator what's happened. And we find out that the curator and the Magi are in league together, that they're like one and the same. That's why he burned that map. I do love that the curator is like, well, actually, I'm not a clumsy buffoon. I've been in on it since the beginning. That's dun, always dun, what dun, I say dun. when I break something. <laughs> like, I've been in on this lamp since the beginning <laughs> Yes This lamp was going to lead to the end of the world So I fell and broke it You're welcome for breaking it <laughs> Yeah World <laughs> I'll accept your thanks through Venmo donations <laughs> so they basically tell them like this is what you're gonna have to do we're gonna have to find a way to kill him but he's gonna try and kill everybody that was there opening the chest who all is left and they know that the egyptologist is on the loose and he was one of the ones left yeah well and they all have like their own little like uh mummy container right yeah so like that signifies who they are too but the egyptologist is one of them right uh so they want to leave evie behind to go and try and battle the mummy, basically. This is a terrible plan. This is like the classic horror movie thing, like, hey, let's all split up and fight it separately. Right. But that's what they do. They lock her in a room and then put the two guys that he is after guarding the right. door. So, like, right. everyone that he wants is in one location, and then the two people who are going to go, quote-unquote, fight Imhotep are leaving that location. Right. Why? If you're going to use people as bait, hang out. Use them as bait. Well, and it's it purely exists so we get the shot of him carrying Evie into the oh, yeah. room and whatever. No, you know, absolutely. like it's yeah. So they track down the Egyptologist and they find Benny, but it is too late because the mummy has literally eaten him in the street. Yeah, he's given him the kiss of death mid street. Yeah. And they find out from Benny what Emotep wants, which is essentially Evie and the 
jars. So basically, he needs to kill everybody, and then he also needs Evie. But I don't, I don't think I understood why he needed Evie. Was it like she's the sacrifice? Yeah. Oh, so she was yeah. just like straight up a sacrifice? Yes. Because we see him bring his girlfriend back, and she like is sort of alive. I mean, they fight, right? right? But she is still old. Yeah. If he had killed Evie, it would have regenerated her. Yeah. She's like the Botox. <laughs> right. And then in the second one, she is reincarnated and comes and finds him. So Benny jumps out the window. Emotep releases flies. And at this point, he's got like most of a face. And this is where he kind of like you've got the, the beetle that crawls from one part of his face to the other. And then he eats it. Oh, so gross. Hot. What? No, it's not hot, Mikey. If you're wondering about the plagues. And I was. Yeah, so we, we've got water turning into blood, frogs, which they don't do. There's lice and flies, like gnats are, are one. Like lice, I think it's more of like the, the actual ones in your hair and whatever, as opposed to like like livestock lice. Uh, flies. Sure. Livestock pestilence, so like mad cow disease. Uh-huh. Uh, boils, which we do see in this movie. Yeah. And then locust darkness. So we see locust. We see the eclipse. Yeah, we see and darkness. And the killing yeah. of the firstborn is the last one. But also in the middle there is hail. And they do like flaming hail in this movie. Which yes. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, not what, what is hail this? is. Right. I would have gone straight to killing the firstborn. Just like power play it. I mean, it, I mean, if you ever become a mummy, Mikey, that's a choice that you can make. I'm going to ask you to go ahead and pass over that one. I wouldn't do it because I know the firstborn is the best of the siblings. Oh, man. Oh, Mikey. I'd be like, my curse is I kill the middle child. <laughs> no, they wouldn't care. You got to kill the baby. Oh, the, no, no, no. The, hang, the on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Not the baby. The baby's the best. No. Let's kill the baby. Oh, shit. Well, I can't help but feel like I'm being singled out here. You're the oldest too, Paige, right? Yeah. Son of yeah. a bitch. I am outnumbered. <laughs> That's why I guide the podcast where it's supposed to go, like a good older sibling. Exactly. <laughs> My younger sister is much more responsible than me. So, like, you know, whatever. So, of the Americans watching Evie, one of them goes down to the bar to get bourbon with a bourbon chaser for the other guy, because... Uh, American. I did sort of love that scene as he's, like, asking him to get bourbon, because he's like, hey, get me a bourbon with a bourbon chaser and a shot of bourbon. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get your bourbon. Shut up. <laughs> just love, like, I love how truly like bro dude American they are. I, I do think it's funny that they're chasing their bourbon with more bourbon. Yeah. That's <laughs> how you do really it. really great for me. Mikey, you're a That's bourbon funny. drinker, right? Yeah. I was a bourbon drinker back when I still drink. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I've seen Mikey do that and then sing You've Lost That Love and Feeling by the Righteous Brothers. <laughs> and honestly, fucking crushed it. You never take my eyes and my tongue to fulfill your curse. You've lost that living feeling. <laughs> you lost that, that living feeling. feeling. <laughs> uh, so, meanwhile, while he's at the bar, Emotep definitely goes and kills that other guy. Oh, yeah, because they left him alone like idiots. Like idiots into like a little mummy thing, which is a practical effect because when it like drops to the floor, you're like, oh, they made that. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's clearly a thing. Yeah, but Emotep sucks him dry. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that guy got his money's worth in a back alley because oh, he sucks yeah. him dry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns into sand and pours into Evie's room and tries to kiss her while she's sleeping. And it like, like makes his face 
like decay a little bit it's real gross i actually really didn't like the sand pouring through the keyhole until i thought why wouldn't he just slide under the door alex mack style yeah i was thinking about this time where it like it shows the sand pouring out and then it shows the pile of sand and i was like that would have taken like an hour yeah it's a lot of sand this is not quick (laughs) anyway so um just as she's waking up as he's kissing her rick o'connell breaks through and he has a cat so Emotep runs away. They go back to the museum to talk about the black book because now they know that Emotep has it. I do think it's wild that like the cat goes <laughs> and yeah. then Emotep does pretty much the same thing and like turns into sand and like goes through the window. Yeah. I was like, this is insane. He's like, I don't have yeah. any crab rangoons. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they go back to the museum because they think if he has the black book and that brought people back from the dead, maybe the gold people... Gold people. The gold book. Gold the book. gold people were his like harem of other sub priest under Himotep. Right. You cannot call them that. Only they can call them that. <laughs> Mikey's got a good point. You can't call them gold people. Why can't you can't just go around asking people why they're gold? Um, so, <laughs> anyway, so the gold book could reverse the curse essentially. It's kind of a leap. This is not great science. Yeah, yeah. it's not. It's definitely not science. It's also like a wild leap in logic. Like a hundred percent. Like you're just going to scroll through the golden book hoping there's like a, oh, hey, by the way, if Emotep gets out and is now a superhero, here is the one thing you could say to bring forth the ghost chariot and kill him. It doesn't kill him. It brings him to life, which makes the ghost chariot make less sense. Oh, yeah. The ghost chariot just takes away his special powers and gives him life and then or mortality. Right. And then he can be stabbed with a sword from Malignant. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're you're right. It does just make him mortal, which I think is what he wanted anyway. <laughs> so it's kind of a backfire. But well, he wanted to be mortal with his lady. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We all want to be mortal with our significant other, right? Yeah, yeah I want to give him a mortal wound. We want to get that, that, what do they call it in, in French? Le petit mot, the tiny death. That's what they call orgasms. <laughs> yes, it is what they call orgasms, but it it's weird, right? Yeah, it's weird. Hey, lady, you want to come over? I'll kill you a little bit. <laughs> with my dick sword. <laughs> That's basically my dating profile. Come over and I'll kill you with my pork sword. Well, I'm sad that you got rid of what I wrote, but that's even better. So <laughs> anyway, so meanwhile, while they're kind of creating their gold book theory outside, the boil plague is in full effect and it's full on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom out there. Kalima! Kalima! Because there's like a whole crowd of brainwashed people. Yeah, the boils make you your their servants, right? Yeah, I I guess. I mean, not in the Bible, but in this case, they're just like um num shivat. Just like it is the temple of doom, is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it really looked like they were just trying to get into an emotep concert. Which is how Jonathan kind of gets to the car is that they come running towards him and he just goes Hemotep until they walk like past that. him. I thought yeah. that was pretty funny. It reminded me of Shaun of the Dead a little bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah but also like Pearl Jam, like Hemotep. <laughs> <laughs> now all I can see is Emotep 
but as like an emo punk band from like the <laughs> mid 2000s. Same amount of eye makeup. Where he's bald, but he's just got bangs. <laughs> but they're like sharpied on bangs with like too <laughs> much eye makeup. Pink. Yeah. And honestly, he would be singing about his girlfriend who died and that he has to resurrect as he carries yeah. her out. Am of- I more than you, mummy, for you? <laughs> I've been dying to tell you anything. You know, you got it. I'm thinking of a very specific music video where they're like singing in a church and they're carrying out a coffin. Was the worst that I could say. Yeah, I was an emo kid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That is that is my chemical romance. Yeah, so like, I was thinking it was more like a my chemical romance type situation where it was gonna be him and his golden priest like carrying her coffin out in the rain <laughs> while they sing so about it. Long yeah. And good night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I saw Green Day in concert at 33. <laughs> what about it? This was last year, yeah. Uh, it was like a month and a half ago. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, now I just want to see Emotep <laughs> as the front man in emo bands. Like that's all I want. Yes. I chimed in with a habit you people ever heard of closing my goddamn grave. No. Uh, so they are trying to avoid all the body sore people. So they get in the car, but Benny gives them away. So Emotep is chasing after them. And eventually, and they have kind of a cool car chase through the town where oh. one of the guys with swords gets like hereditary against a post. Oh, I saw that. I did think it was sort of like bonkers that like this town has been taken over by Emotep, like against their will. They're, they become zombies and they're like blocking the street. And like their yeah. response to that is run them over. Run them over. I was over. like, oh God, that's not great. I mean, I would run them over. <laughs> Always the voice of reason, Mikey. They all get in a line because like they're blocking the street and then the car runs toward them. And then in order to get the shot that they want, they all have to like funnel up for that car. So at a certain point, you kind of see them like lined up and each jumping on the car, which is kind of great. Like if we were all in a town and it became like zombies by a mummy or just regular zombies, Mm -hmm. we were like. There's like a wall of them and Todd would be like, oh, well, what about their lives? And I'd be like, sorry. This is why you shouldn't let me drive ever. Yeah, I would be like, I've got State Farm. They can call me. <laughs> State Farm. They can call me. Also, by the way, I love the sounds your car makes. No notes. <laughs> it's a, it's the, uh, the Jetsons. Like, yeah, spaceship. no, exactly. It was. Yeah, and I will just be out one of the windows windmilling a baseball bat and catching as many heads as I can. Yeah, I don't think Paige would argue with me about running down zombies. I wouldn't. I mean, if I was in that situation, I probably would be like, okay with it. Yeah, so they do manage to snag the other American out of the car and they eat him in the crowd or Emotep eats him in the crowd. Yeah. Um, But eventually Emotep kind of corners them and he seems to make a deal where he'll take Evie and spare them. But as soon as Evie walks over, he orders them to all be killed. So they do manage to escape into the sewer, uh, but the curator stays behind to kind of give them a fighting chance. And we uh, have to assume, I guess, that he dies. We cut to the RAF base where we run into Winston again. And he's like, what's up, y'all? And they're like, we need you to fly on a death mission. And he's just like, I've been waiting for this. This guy is so jazzed to die, it's bonkers. (laughs) Yeah. And as that's happening, Emotep sand nados Benny and 
Evie to Hemanaptera. Just like, oh man, I did think it was hilarious when they like get there and then he yeah. spits them out of the sand tornado, and they're <laughs> yes. just like, ah, ah. ah. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> this doesn't hold up great. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then they see the airplane, and so they're like, oh, that's the other guys. And Emotep's like, not on my watch, and becomes like Sand Motep, and just like Sand Motep. Said yeah, but he's puppeting. He's puppeting it from like across the desert. That is true. He doesn't like turn into sand like we have seen him do before. He does sort of like control it. And yes, he does look dumb doing it. <laughs> he looks so dumb doing he's it. He's like, ah, ah! <laughs> and she kisses him to distract him. With full, he had a full open mouth trying to eat that airplane while she's kissing him too. So it was weird. This is one of the things that I forgot to bring up in our Blood Diner episode. But at one point in Blood Diner, somebody sticks their whole tongue out, and the other person kisses over the tongue, yeah. just like on the tongue. Whenever I try and kiss Mikey, <laughs> I try and do that, but he always right. gives me the Heisman and knocks me away. Yeah, I've got photos I can show you. He's wearing a Wreck It Ralph costume. <laughs> Actually, those are already in the Facebook group. We shared those already. Yeah. You say we like I did. Well, you were in them. <laughs> Listen, Mikey, I write sins, not tragedies. It's fine. Oh. oh. So because she distracted him, the plane crash lands, but Winston's dead and gets swallowed up by quicksand. They kill the R.O.U.S.s and they make their way out of the fire swamp to <laughs> Hamanaptra. Man, I did think it was like odd that they like swallowed up part of the plane not even the whole plane, just like the main center section of the plane. That's all that gets swallowed up by the quicksand. Well, yeah, because they didn't have Wesley to like grab a vine and then dive down to like pull it oh out. Oh my God, I would have lost my shit if Cariel was like right in there and did that and saved his life. I would have lost my shit too. I can't wait for his bad Scottish Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Romance in the Pod is going to be lit during Christmas. I cannot wait. <laughs> There's so many movies. We will not be able to get to all of them, and that's going to make me And they're all We could have done a whole podcast on Christmas romantic movies. We could have. We could have. But it's too late now. But just imagine the Dread Pirate Roberts carrying that fat RAF pilot out and giving him, <laughs> yeah. like, mouth-to-mouth -mouth <gasps> post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have mm -hmm. lost it, man. That would have been such a funny call. And then he would just, like, fly the giant RAF pilot onto the sand and be like, there's a shortage of perfect man breasts in this world. It would be a pity to damage yours. <laughs> Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies of all time. It is a great movie. I'm surprised we haven't done it for a romance in the pod. <gasps> I thought Ooh. about doing it for my birthday and but we were gonna we're gonna do Christmas. Yeah, we Christmas. should do it for our hundredth episode. Yes. Anyway, so they make it to the crypt and Emotep is leading them down. He's tied up Evie and Jonathan as, as they're kind of trying to find out where Evie is, they're trying to find the book first. And Jonathan sees the wall beetles and it immediately crawls into his hand. They have to cut it out of his arm and shoot it. Yeah. Much like a face hugger. But <laughs> Emotep hears the gunshot of them shooting yeah. the beetle. He knows now because he's been shot a few times what that is. He's right. been shot a bunch. Like he knows knows. Yeah. And so he decides to bring back his gold buddies to life. And so he blows from one of the jars and brings them to life and sends them to bring the others to life. And at this point, they make it to the treasure room and this turns into thriller. 
because like <laughs> that is how all the mummies move is yes. like the thriller people and they just keep hitting them and they keep getting up like and at this point they have the guy from the magi with them and he's got like a giant machine gun and i noticed in this movie because in this part they're like all firing all of their guns no one ever reloads a gun in this movie. They Never. just like, as soon as the gun is empty, they throw the gun at people. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. I saw Jonathan do that like twice with, with um, O'Connell's guns. With Rick's guns. guns. Yeah. I was like, guns aren't free, man. I know. Like, what are you doing? We could just put more bullets in them. But did you see where that guy got that big machine gun? Off the plane. Yeah, the plane. He, stole it. he like ripped it off the plane. I was like, this guy's a certified badass. Yeah, he had time to rip the gun yeah. off the plane, but not get the body out of the plane. No, like you got to take what's important, Mikey. Do you want to take the dead RAF pilot or do you want to take his machine gun? I think they chose correctly. I think so, too. We cut back to Evie chained up on the table getting all 50 shades of Pharaoh next to Anaksunamun's <laughs> body. And we cut back to them trying to find the gold book and using dynamite to block the pack the passage and stop the like thriller zombies from getting to them. Meanwhile, Benny has found the treasure room and he's just loading up with treasure because all of Emotep's like you know guards and stuff ignore him yeah because he's he's a part of their team because he's a part of their team and so he's trying to load up the camels with treasure and the camel just like won't go with him so he's just attaching bags and getting more and more bags of treasure and that's kind of like he's going in and out of the tomb the whole thing yeah so they find the gold book and they're trying to find a way to read it but evie's still the one that reads the best meanwhile emotep is trying to bring an moon back and he started the ritual and the water ghost from the abyss comes up and allows a moon to kind of come back to life but she's still old because they haven't killed evie yet and by old you don't mean like old like from stardust to old like an old lady you mean like a mummy she looks like i mean a like a thriller mummy, mummy. Yeah. yeah 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 i did think it was weird that he started the ritual just like christian gray starts a ritual in his sex room <laughs> just with the <laughs> jeans and yeah, the yeah dick he puts neck. his jeans on and then you get like a little bit of anubis neck <laughs> the jackal Ooh. Uh, but so they finally get to the room where they're doing the ritual and evie tells them that the key to open the gold book is inside his robes this plan is just fucking terrible like it's so unlikely to succeed in so many ways all of it is yeah like they should have been like we have a second key and the location of the book that will stop him like they could have easily set this up to be plausible they're like we're just gonna go in there try to mug him take the key (laughs) and he's got special powers he can't be killed and then we're gonna go try to find another book in an excavation site we have to dig up the other book find it translate it read it steal the key off of him open it and then i'll get it mikey you got to do all this you got 45 seconds Right. Right. And they do they do manage to get the key off of him and they're trying to translate and read it. Um, But before they can, they accidentally wake up the soldiers and they have to finish the inscription. But now Anaksunamun and Evie are fighting and all the army guys that they woke up, the like army zombies or mummies, I guess I keep calling them zombies, but they're mummies. Uh, They're like Tony Colletting across the walls and no one can figure out the last symbols. Yeah, they're like chasing them because Jonathan started the incantation or whatever you call that when he was translating it, but he didn't know one of the words, right? So he couldn't finish right. it. So they're just trying to kill everybody, I guess, or maybe just them. But when, I think it's just them. When he finishes yeah. it, that's when they switch sides to their side, right? Right, and then they can control them and wield them, essentially. Right. 
And so they managed to get that last inscription just as the army has kind of cornered Rick. And now they send them to kill Anaxunamun, which, of course, makes Emotep mad. Yeah, this is the second time he almost brought his girlfriend back to life. And, like, if you're his girlfriend, you got to be like, this is the second time you fucked this up. I clearly, like, misplaced all of my faith in you. Yeah, and he's just like, what's the worst that I could say? Because she's dead again. <laughs> if she wants to keep going back to her ex, that's her business. You know what? Yeah. Like, a toxic ex for is sure. a toxic ex. I mean, that's I fair. She yeah. had a good relationship with a man who painted her for four hours every day. <laughs> Paint me like one of your Egyptian girls. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so... They, they manage to cut off Emotep's arm and they read the rest of the incantation where the ghost chariot makes him mortal. Yeah. And they can stab him. And then the soul spa eats him back up as he says, death is only the beginning. And then gives them the Terminator 2 thumbs up. Yeah. We didn't stop, mummy. We only delayed it. So meanwhile, Benny's been trying to get treasure out. Uh, But he ends up setting his treasure bags on the handle of like a booby trap that makes everything disappear into the sand. So it makes everything collapse. It's apparently the off switch to this temple. Yeah, it is the self-destruct switch. Yeah, Mike, it is. Right. Because like the whole town goes away. Right. And there should be like a countdown of like bird, waves, boat, (laughs) bird. (laughs) Self-destruct in spear, wheat. Fish, bird. I honestly (laughs) never thought there would be a world with a hieroglyphic countdown, and now I can't imagine one without it. You'd be like, I don't know how much time this is. Do I have like three seconds or 30 seconds? I'm not good at math. (laughs) I'm gifted in other ways. You gotta hurry. We got one pig in a cup left. (laughs) And it's adorable. Have you ever seen a pig in a cup? They're called teacup pigs. (laughs) The crypt is collapsing. Uh, They drop the book. Benny makes it out of one room into the treasure room, but he's behind them. So they run out through the treasure room. They don't grab anything. Benny's on their tail and they try to help him, but it's too late. I did sort of love this because Bernard Frazier is like, Benny, come on, come on, come on. And then the door closes and he's like, well, see you, Benny. Like he does not give a shit. He's like, I'm not crying for you. You were the evil person here. Yeah, he did his due diligence. He yeah, he, he did his due diligence and tried to help him as much as he could. But then nothing. So Benny is trapped in the treasure room with no light but his torch. And here come the scarabs. Yeah. And as his torch burns out, he is, we assume by the sounds that he is eaten alive. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, everyone else makes it outside away from the falling columns. Uh, the guy from the Magi made it as well. And they hop on a camel and they're like, man, I guess we're going home empty handed again. But then Brendan Fraser's like, I'm not. And they kiss. And then she rides side saddle on a camel, which would be super uncomfortable, I think. (laughs) But it turns out that they took Benny's camel. Yeah. And Benny's camels are like loaded up with uh, jewels and gold or whatever. Yeah. And And that's that's the the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about The Mummy, what do you guys think of The Mummy? Still love it. It's okay. I thought it was fun. I do think, like, I think, Paige, you said this earlier, someone said it was like gateway horror, and I agree. It is somewhat scary, but not really scary, but it is an accessible horror movie for people like me who don't like horror movies, but... It is a little bit scarier than most of the Indiana Jones movies. The right. Temple of Doom is like, dude, that eyeball soup in Temple of Doom got me. Yeah, I think Monster Squad is a scarier universal. <laughs> we should watch Monster Squad. That movie slaps. 
I kicked Wolfman in the nards. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think it's funny that I thought I watched this movie, had told people I've already seen it, and then last night I was like, oh shit, I have not seen this movie. <laughs> That happens to me on Remains of the Pot all the time from those like 90s, 2000s. I'm like, yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah. I thought it was okay. So you didn't hate it, Mikey? I, I don't hate a lot of things. Just me then? Not you. Like what you represent. <laughs> I don't hate you. I just love a world where you're not in it. <laughs> I, I, I do love that our bit on the podcast, like if you had to describe Mikey and I's relationship on the podcast, it's... I love and support everything about Mikey and he can't handle that sort of like relationship. So he just pushes me away. <laughs> and I love that bit that I am choosing to see as a bit that we are doing, not an mm -hmm. actual part of my life where like someone who I would describe as a very, very close friend of mine does not like me. I'm glad you would describe yourself as that. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, it's like, there's some consent issues to our relationship. <laughs> hey, you invited me to come over and watch Ghostbusters and then go see the new movie with you on IMAX. We're friends, I, Mikey. I, I don't care what you say. I did. I did. So, yeah. Oh, Paige, do you like me? Yeah. <laughs> nice. How do you but feel about the mummy? But you're also not close enough to try and kiss me. Uh, no, I like the mummy. <laughs> You don't have to worry. Jake needs to worry. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. But I feel like upon meeting Jake in person, you'd be like, you're a lot bigger than I thought. And well, uh, I wish I would hear that more often. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when I meet Jake in person, I'm going to do my best to pretend like I haven't talked about it a thousand times. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be like, oh, this is that guy you like hit on in front of Paige all the time. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first or the last because time. I'm joking and I don't really want to make out with Jake. Are I, you sure? No one here believes you. <laughs> no one believes. I really, you. I really don't. Still don't believe you. Mm -mm. Methinks that not, doth protest I'm not too your much. Therapist. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right. So how did you guys feel about the mummy? I can't take you seriously with your Tom Cruise turtleneck on today. Yeah, what are you, releasing a new iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> and one last thing. No, I was, uh, I literally came from a video shoot with Senator Frist. Like, I. Was he releasing a new iPhone? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Was it a Devo video shoot? I didn't want to. Was wanna... it a Devo video shoot? <laughs> I didn't want to wear like a button down shirt. So, like, I, I just wore this sweater because I could pull it off. He just dressed like the one season of Outlander that takes place in 1968. <laughs> <laughs> Paige, you have some fun facts for us? Yes. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Money, Money fun, fun facts. facts. Nailed it. I joined in. You did it, Mikey. <laughs> so the white nightgown that Evie's wearing on the ship when he throws her overboard yeah. uh, was so thin that it was actually transparent whenever it got wet. Of course it was. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, so they had to go back in and digitally paint it white during post-production so the film could keep its PG-13 rating. By the way, huge crush on Rachel Weisz. I don't know if I mentioned that before. She's beautiful. In the scene where Benny is trying to get the camel to go with him, the camel was supposed to go with him, but all the camels hated the actor, Kevin J. O'Connor. <laughs> they don't know why. The camels <laughs> just fucking hated that guy. I feel like you two are camels and I'm that guy. <laughs> Right oh my god only because we're older so yeah. <laughs> patricia velasquez who played 
uh, Anaxuna Moon. Uh, her costume is literally just a loincloth and jewelry, and then everything else is body paint, which, as we mentioned, took four hours to apply. That's nuts. Yeah. For the Egyptian dialogue in the film, they actually brought in an Egyptologist and tried to phonetically render what they think ancient Egyptian might have sounded like. Oh, okay. It's not necessarily accurate, but they tried to approximate. The library, the crashing bookshelves were oh. done was done in one take. They only had one shot to do it because it would have taken an entire day to reshoot if they'd made a mistake. Oh, so they did man. it all in one take. Cool. Yep. That's like high stakes shit. I was so nervous on set that day. Yep. So the costumes in this movie were a lot of them were rented from a British costume rental company. And one of the extras pulled on his costume one day and realized that there was a tag inside it, revealing that it had been made originally for Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi in episode four. What? In 1977. Are you serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Isn't that nuts? It was one of the like subcoats, like one of the extra ones. love that. So Isn't that much. crazy? That's amazing. So the Magi were supposed to be tattooed from head to toe, but the director, Stephen Summers, decided not to do that because he thought, oh, Dead Fair, who plays the main Magi guy, was too good looking and they didn't want to cover him up. Yeah, no, he's so right. They just did like, yeah, he's like a, real a couple good-looking tattoos. Dude, though. Yeah. Yeah. He still mm-hmm. is. Like, if you look at him on IMDb, he's a he's a good looking man. Yeah. Imhotep is actually a real historic figure. Uh, but the story is different. He was one of the mathematicians and architects that designed the pyramids. Um, okay. So, yeah. yeah. Not a priest, more more of a nerd. Yeah, more of a nerd. Yeah. Um, according to the director, Stephen Summers, the morning after this movie was released, he got a call offering him the sequel, just saying, we need another one. Wow. The morning it was so like before box office numbers came in. Well, like I, I would guess that a day of box office oh, okay. had come in, maybe. Yeah. yeah, and we'll talk about the box office for this movie, but yeah, yeah, uh, the movie actually could not be shot in Egypt because of unstable political conditions at the time. Oh wow, okay. Do you know where they shot mm-hmm. it? Um, a green screen. Some of it. <laughs> Some of it. I actually just looked it up. What is it? It was filmed mainly in Morocco. Ooh, interesting. I mean, the city parts, that makes sense. There's one part of that car chase where they're clearly on the universal back lot. Yeah. It's pretty funny. But having been to Marrakesh and a couple other cities in Morocco, yeah, that is kind of what it looks like. So yeah, that makes sense. Oh, here we go. So they actually not only filmed in Morocco, they had the protection of the Moroccan army. Really? So yes. So they had kidnapping insurance taken out on them. But they didn't tell them until after they finished shooting. <laughs> so the name of the head magi isn't used at all in this movie. It's not until Mummy returns that he actually gets a name that's used aloud in the movie. <laughs> Wait, really? Uh, yeah. And because most of the final mummy renderings were CG and they were kind of acting against nothing, they would just be shown pictures of what they thought the mummy would look oh, like. Oh, man. And those are your fun facts. That's amazing. I mean, there are some fight scenes where Brendan Fraser is like fighting like the like reanimated mummy soldiers or whatever. And you're like, he is yeah. doing this against nothing. And he is committing to it. I was like impressed with him. Oh, 
Yeah. He's great. Yeah. He really is great. All right. Well, let's talk about box office. So what do you think the production budget for The Mummy was? Oh, man. I bet this was expensive at the time because CG was expensive at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say this is like 60 mil. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? I'm going to say 45. Okay. Guys. This movie was an $80 million production Ooh. movie. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. It's on the screen. Yeah, it really is. And if you adjust that for inflation, that's like $132.8 million. That's a lot of money. Let's talk about how it did. So it came out on May 7th, 1999, and was number one that weekend. It came out my birthday. Oh, really? May 7th is my birthday. Well, yeah, absolutely. You, you would have been what, 14? 99? 99, yeah. Nice. I know you well enough to know when your birthday was. <laughs> oh, 99 Mikey. I was 12 I think I was 45 <laughs> The uh, So The Mummy was number one Entrapment was number two Oh, also a good movie. Yeah, a, a pretty unknown movie called The Matrix was number three. <laughs> Life was number four, and Election was number five. By the way, The Matrix had been out for six weeks and was still third, and it had at that point made $138 million domestically. Uh, okay, but what do you think The Mummy brought in in its first weekend? Again, Mikey's birthday. It was my gift to him that year. Uh, May 7th, <laughs> 1999. I, I mean, I'm going to say that first weekend, it, it easily brought in 30 mil. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? I'm going to say more. I think I'm going to say 50 million. All right. You're on either side of it, although Mikey's closer. It was $43.3 million, which is really good. Mm-hmm. On a uh, $80 million budget, though, they probably wanted a little bit more. So, I mean, obviously, it stayed in theaters for another 18 weeks it was in the theaters for 19 weeks total it was the Jeez. number one movie at the box office for two weeks it didn't mm-hmm. leave the top five until its seventh week it did very Damn. very well so what do you think it made domestically in its box office run 130 okay yeah i'm i'm gonna say 150 Oh, Paige, you are very close. It's $155.3 million. And if you adjust that for inflation, that's roughly $257.9 million. Now, that's really good. That's way more than the budget. But it also went on to make $261 million internationally for a total of $416 million now. And everybody owned that DVD. That DVD was everywhere. Yeah. Oh, 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 I don't have the figures on the home market performance. But you're right, Mikey. It probably made a shitload of money in the home market. I just don't have that. Yeah. But let's it's talk okay. really quickly about The Mummy, the 2017 version. That oh, movie yeah. made $80 million domestically. But it made $329.8 million internationally. What? It was terrible. But that puts its worldwide box office at $409.9 million, which is less than the 1999 Mummy by a few million dollars. Because remember, the 1999 Mummy was $416. But if you adjust that $416 million for inflation, that's really almost $700 million. That's Marvel movie money is what it is. $691.2 million. This movie made money and crushed the tom cruise version yeah they did so much better yeah xenu was not smiling on that film (laughs) but that's your box office scary scale yeah so hit us with it mikey one example ghostbusters ten example texas chainsaw massacre it's a scale of how scary we found the film today 
not a scale of quality page. Uh, it's a solid one for me, dog. Yeah, it's a one for me as well. It's a one for me as well. Yeah. I got really scared in October, but since then, it's been a pretty light ride for me on this podcast. So this week, the listeners made me watch The Mummy. What are you guys making us watch next week? All right. Well, we're doing wintry style horror. Wintry Christmas style horror again because it's December. And we're going to warn you now so that you have time that the last movie of the month is going to be Antlers for Reindeer. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Like Santa. Yeah. Like Santa. But that means the first movie of the month is going to be the newer version of Black Christmas. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love Christmas horror. Which I believe is 2019. It is. Yeah, I just looked it up because I was pretty sure that came out during our run. Like, uh, because I think the podcast started in 2018. So, yeah. So, the 2019 Black Christmas. So, -hmm. guys, your homework for next week is to, I don't know, remake an episode that we've already done. But this time on the new version of Black Christmas. Yep. Yeah. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Definitely not. I just remember we were doing that. Well, Mikey, while you look one up, I'll tell them how they can have their review read on the podcast, and that is simply to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? Oh, we got a lot of reviews. There's one specifically I'd like you to consider reading, Mikey. Is it Danielle Moon President? Uh, it's the one that starts with <laughs> no ear cancer here. No, I'm not going to read that one this week. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Well, Carrie H with a K, I appreciate your review, even though Mikey's not going to read it. I'll read it sometime. I'm Maybe. sure you will. You sh- if you really want me to read your review, talk negative about Todd. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's uh, that's really hurtful. But like five stars overall. <laughs> like a real specific kind of review. Okay. I'm going to read uh, Danielle, the moon president. Yeah. Okay. Hit us with it. She said the pod that made me watch, and then I can't see it on my iPhone. Do you want me to look it up? Yes, Dad. <laughs> the pod that made me watch horror is what it is. Oh, the pod made me watch horror. That's a good title. Yeah, it is. As someone who could also probably be considered a horror virgin. There are dozens of us! <laughs> this is one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, thank you so much, Danielle. The three hosts are funny, smart, and have a great friendship that can lead to hilarious tangents. Uh, parentheses. Which there are many, so this pod may not be for you if you don't like when hosts go off topic. Oh, yeah. If you're looking for a serious, like, analytical podcast, this is not for you. If you guys want me to stay on topic, pay me more. (laughs) Venmo Mikey at Todd Awesome on Venmo. (laughs) Yeah. Paige is the funniest one. Oh. Oh, I mean, Mikey, you shouldn't react that way. That is just absolutely true. Who can roast her two co-hosts into oblivion (laughs) without batting an eye. And always manages to dig up the best and most interesting fun facts. The truth. I should not have picked this review. Mikey sometimes (laughs) provides great insight to the mental health side of horror movies and always manages to make one or both of the other hosts groan with his jokes. I do like that there's like a world where like Danielle's out there like, Listening to you give mental health advice, and she's like, oof, swing and a miss. Oh, I'm just changed the whole plot of the Patreonicals after this meeting because <laughs> oh, of this Oh, that's right. Review. This is the Danielle from the moon. Yeah, okay. That makes uh-huh. sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, oh, okay. okay. She goes, he's also a sweetheart who needs to stop putting himself down. Now, that is true. Mike. I agree. That is true. Well, I, I only punch upwards. <laughs> just punching Anubis right in the grundle. <laughs> Todd is the ticular. Titular horror virgin. Titular. 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 Yeah. Horror virgin who really needs to get more sleep. 
due to how hard he works to bring us excellent quality episodes twice a week. <laughs> wow, rude. You won't even read when someone's being nice to me. This and romance in the pot while working his day jobs. Ugh. They make every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Jesus. Yeah, we put on a lot of content, Mikey. And I hope they know their community loves and appreciates everything they do. Well, we do now, Danielle. Thank you so much for that amazing five-star review. And if you want to leave a five-star review, make sure you're very complimentary towards Paige and I, and we'll make Mikey read it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at MRandolph24 and I am at Todd J. Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. And literally we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd awesome. Well, we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's, Twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. Nick B, fun fact. Oh, yeah? He's sexually attracted to cinnamon rolls. Oh. Yeah. Cinnamon whipped. <laughs> I'm sexually attracted to cinnamon rolls. They're like the perfect <laughs> food. I mean, honestly, I, they You are. have not tried my pumpkin cinnamon rolls yet because they ah, fucking. Damn it, Paige. Oh, that sounds so amazing. Lap. This episode also brought to you by the letter Jeff. And Jeff wants you to check out his podcast, Kissing Jessica Jones, where each week they break down a new episode of the Jessica Jones and or Agent Carter Netflix TV show. So check it out on any of your favorite podcast apps. This episode also brought to you by Tia and Tia's teenager is driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week, Mikey? Yeah, she um, painted herself gold. (laughs) (laughs) If all your friends painted themselves gold, would you do it too? (laughs) She read The Outsider, but very literally. (laughs) Stay gold, pony boy. (laughs) (laughs) This episode also brought to you by Jonathan. And Jonathan wants me to make you guys watch some... Spider videos. So let me see if he oh sent God. me some. I'm not sure if I have uh, anymore, honestly. Hang on. Oh, but I do. All right. You guys ready to watch this spider video? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Let's watch this spider vid entitled uh, Jumping Spiders in Slow Motion. Oh, oh I don't shit. like what the red stuff on the Oh, back what is that red thing on the back? The street tats. I do sort of love the music. Oh, you can see it's spinnerets. What's a spinneret, Paige? That's where they bring the web out of. Oh, that's their butt? See, these are kind of cute. Oh, that's actually... Hell no, though. I mean, it's cute, but I don't don't want it at all. Oh, that's that's sort of cute, actually. He's very cute. Ah, No, no, no! No, 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 fuck that! Ah!
<laughs> I, it was cute, and then it jumped towards the camera. It's cute and I was until out. it moves. I hated it. I hated it so much. Mm. It is sort of cute, though, when before they, j- ah, before they jump at you. God, get that fucking thing away. From- Look at those things. He just wants to give you a little kiss, Mikey. No, he doesn't. A kiss of death. <laughs> well, Jonathan, thank you so much, so much for that amazing spider video. So we now return you to another episode of uh, The Patrioticals. Well, this week. Coming in with energy. Yeah. I love it. Most evil Matthew. Oh, yeah? Cheats <gasps> on Kaylee. Because <gasps> she hasn't had a lot of plot development, so we're going to give her her own thing now. Okay. But nice. the Mun president, Danielle, <gasps> she turns her general away. Aaron was like, Aaron, we're like one of the last moon people or Mun people. But, like, I'm going to go fuck the guy who destroyed our moon. <laughs> it's a power play. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't know what to do. And then, well, she's no longer the moon president. I don't think you can be the president if it's destroyed, right? Yeah. And he was like, come, come be with me. I'm like, oh, I'm an abusive, emotionally, like, toxic person. And, like, <laughs> so they go off to hunt dolphins and modify tuna nets that only catch dolphins. They let the tuna go. Yeah, it lets the tuna go, but keeps the dolphins. <laughs> yeah. It's the reverse of the nets. So they're doing that. That's real evil. Yeah. Kaylee has switched. She, like, goes to the home base of our good guys, which is. Do you remember where, Mikey? Oh, my God. Do you remember? They are in. <laughs> it's not architecturally town. significant. It's not significant. It's yeah, in it's Chicago. Yeah. They have a dome, but it's not, like, not great. Yeah, we don't really care who wrote that dome. No, no. We don't. <laughs> like, sh- like. I do know that they have no fresh seafood. No, they don't. Yeah. They used to, but that restaurant closed. Yeah. Yeah. The moon crashed into. <laughs> <laughs> but the real base of it inside the dome is on an architectural tour ship. <laughs> <laughs> so she shows up. Ky- Kaylee shows up. So she goes on the ship, which is just like, past, it says good guys on it or whatever. And Kate's <laughs> on there. And um, Scott. He's on there with uh, Wes in his shoulder, and Wes is like, hey, welcome welcome to the good guy squad, but aren't you supposed to be bad? And she's Hang like, Hang on, that? is that what he sounds like? <laughs> no, that's not canon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's like, most evil Matthew, you cheated on me. We were all there. She tells them the story. They're like, oh, my. And she's like, I've realized the error of my ways. And they're like, we forgive you. Aww. And like, They Scott take her back her with open arms. Hug. Yeah, well, she never was with them, but now she is. Oh, okay. And um, Amy hugs her and was like, I've been there, girlfriend, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Let's do our nails and in the make background pumpkin cinnamon rolls. It's of fine. this whole scene, Eddie and Sasha are making out, but they're obviously close to everyone else on the ship to the point where that boat is small enough and you can see them making out the whole time. I feel like there's a subplot. That goes all the way back to romancing the pods. My best friend, my best friend's wedding episode. No, this is this is completely random thoughts. Okay, but also on the deck of the boat, <laughs> Karun and Domasaurus are doing it Dino style. What is Dino style? Oh God, he's got. It's hard to describe, but like, please Karun try. Is a blue alien, but he has turned red because of where. Domosaurus's tiny dinosaur arms are. <laughs> I don't know. What, why did he get so sexual? You're the one telling the story. Why did you say we? Like, we have something to do with this. Shh. I'm trying to finish. <laughs> That's what Domosaurus said. So, so, Dre, Dre, Chip, Chip and Dale. Dreskel, who is Chip and Dale? We know this. Right. Chip and Dale's like running Dreskel, right? Yeah, they're inside of him. Yeah. <laughs> 
Just like Domasaurus is. Not, <laughs> not in a Richard Gear way, but like in a Men in Black way. Oh, uh, I heard that was a myth. It probably <laughs> Paige has Paige covered is her done. webcam. Paige is done. Um, so he he goes to the boat where most evil Matthew is hunting the rest of the dolphins on Earth, and um, he's like, "I've brought, I've captured Dave, the wild card." And they end up cutting his head off until he and holding it up and feeding it to the dolphins. No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does. They feed it to the dolphins in the net and then it grows back. And he's like, and that's how the episode ends. So the dolphins ate Dave Dave's head. But then his head grew back because he can't die. Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, man, I can't wait to find out what happens next week on another episode of uh, the Patreonicals. And that's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. Mommy nerds.